Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. Yeah, Tommy. And considering what we talked about uh, Top Gun Maverick a lot in the previous episode and how it skewed more towards the older audience and whatnot, it's, all, it, it's not like we're saying that it's like a, this kind of movie versus superhero movies, but for a lot of people, that's, that is kind of what it is, right? Like the superhero movies versus everything else. So I thought I thought I'd revisit some of the quotes from a lot of people regarding superhero movies. And there's quite a variety of what people's opinions are on superhero movies. But before we go into those quotes, uh, what is your paragraph or your quote that you would say when somebody asks you, so what do you make of superhero movies? And it's it's uh it's um uh, appearance appearance, it's presence in cinema right now. It's like a loaded question, first of all. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't think it's coming from a place of genuine curiosity. You know what I mean? It seems, it seems angry. You know what I mean? That's number one. Number two, I, I think number two, hey, man, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call it? Uh, since I was a little kid, I, I read these stories as a little kid and stuff. I, I love the fact that they put money, they put story and thought and character into, uh, what do you call it, into these movies, into these things that I loved when I was a little kid. You know what I mean? And then number two, uh, it's just stories, you know what I mean. I, we've mentioned this over the over the years in, in podcasts. But at the end of the day, it's just stories. It's just like the, the things that you look for in other stories, like in in movies like Godfather, Goodfellas, or Stanley Kubrick's movie. It's what I look for in comic book movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Character themes, uh, foreshadowing messages. You know what I mean? Irony, dramatic irony, romance, all these different things. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay, uh, for me, it's more of like. Uh, superhero movies in in movie theaters right now, uh, they are they are popular because they are populist movies, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, and a lot of it is because when we were like you said, when we were kids, we kind of imagined what would these comic book characters look like in real life in a live action movie that that hasn't been done yet, like from the Superman movies or the Batman movies from the nineties. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like this. This is like one of those. Wish fulfillment thing, dream come true kind of thing for for a kid who grew up in that era, and now they're able to watch this kind of movies mm-hmm. in cinema. But besides that fact, though, cinema has always had blockbuster movies. You know, yes. this is just another form of it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and and there's nothing wrong with it, with that being in theaters. The, the only thing wrong is that is that people gravitate only to this kind of movies and not everything mm-hmm. else. And I think they really yes. should branch out. Yeah. Also, I would mention that uh, what do you call it? The the talk around the movies sometimes overshadow what the movie is. You know what I mean? Right. You know what I mean? People at the end of the day, when you go to a theater and you watch a movie and, and the movie unfolds, just focus on that. You know, the internet is a is a big place. You don't have to listen to all the noise surrounding it. Just watch the movie. And also, if you don't like it, you know, give it a there's other movies out there. I mean, if you don't like this kind of movie, it's dominating the cinema and stuff like literally we have the internet. Everything that's ever been ever made. In the history of cinema, you know what mm. I mean? Independent movies, foreign movies, it's all right there for a few bucks and stuff like that. I, I know it's not the same thing as going to the movies and, you know, having, you know what I mean? But still, even if, still, also, everything everywhere is an independent movie, doesn't do a comic book and all that stuff, but fine, the, the, the movies are still there, you have to look for it, you know? Yeah, but but a lot of people, uh, the filmmakers in particular, like, like the Scorsese and whatnot, they're the yeah. ones that are complaining about that. Like, people yeah. aren't going to their movies because they're not superhero movies. And people would rather have their movies be just go to streaming, which kind of like yes. almost like doesn't give them the respect that they deserve kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I get that. And the thing is, 
at the end of the day, I don't want to watch just Marvel movies or DC movies, you know what I mean, or comic book movies or hell, you know what I mean? I do also want variety. I'm the biggest comic book mm-hmm. person that, that I know, you know what I mean? But, yeah. You know, yeah, a co-worker of mine actually recently brought this up to me as well, which is kind of mm-hmm. why I came up with this topic, is that like, like I was like, Albert, um, do you, th- do you think that there'll be nothing but superhero movies in, in cinema? What's going to happen to all the other movies? And I'm like, like they're not going to go away, is what, what's my answer. They'll always yeah. be there. But what's important is that people actually watch movies that aren't superhero movies, mm-hmm. you know? And 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 like 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 why aren't you watching superhero those the non superhero movies like yeah yeah you're mm-hmm. right kind of thing right yeah. so I, I think a lot of people like love to complain oh not even superhero movies in the block in in theaters but they don't do their part to support the non superhero movies yeah yeah so David Cronenberg David Cronenberg has a new movie coming out this 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 weekend is mm-hmm. it you know people watch that you know it's, it's actually getting a wide release a couple of weeks ago <laughs> men came out you know right did you go to watch that i did uh it's funny yeah. though because yeah. those those two examples probably the worst examples to give to the general hey, audience because those oh, movies no. are not general audience movies nope if you're <laughs> if you're out there saying you want variety and stuff like that, you have to go to the extreme yeah i'm just you know what i mean and also the general audience AMC, I think, caters to general audience. You know I mean? Go, go out there. Yeah, go, put yeah. Your, but put the, the money this, this. But these are the kind of movies that scare people from watching other movies besides superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Eh, they shouldn't yeah. be scared. Cinema, cinema, movies, movies, and stuff like that. You know, what I mean, at the end, there's a story. And stuff like that. You, sometimes you have to put hard work into watching a movie. There's a there's a viral clip that came out. I don't know if this is related, but there's a viral clip that came out a few weeks ago from that the director of something, something, something. The guy's name is James Gray. Did you do you see this clip? Oh, I'm, I'm, I don't think I have. Yeah, this guy, the guy was talking about the business of of movies and comic book movies, kind of like what you're talking about. And he says the people that that uh, that greenlight movies, greenlit movies, they should they should consider. Uh, it shouldn't just be a black and white thing in terms of hey, when you greenlight movie, you expect to have your money back and also make it a profit. That shouldn't be the goal of the studio and stuff like that necessarily. Yeah. They should greenlight movies, even though they even though it, it it might lose money and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It, it, you know what I mean? Even if it loses money, the audience is the fer- the ground at least is fertile for different ideas or different concepts. You know what I mean? So if this one didn't work, the next one might work. But because the the the, the first movie that came out, you know, reached a different audience. You know what I mean? Because if you the thing is, he said, if you keep doing Marvel movies, comic book movies, or whatever, you're just going to this one select audience. You know what I mean? This one lane. It's so get narrower, 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 finer, finer. But if you Produce and show movies that have variety, weird concepts that are kind of out there, but that doesn't necessarily make money. At least the audience is wider. You know what I mean? There's at least more fertile, fertile ground. Does that make sense? No, it make, absolutely makes sense. However, yeah. movie studios don't like to spend money when they, they yeah. know they're not going to make money. Of course. Yeah, of course. so that's the problem. So let's go ahead and go down the quotes here. This is, um, a lot of this is from GQ. Uh, this is written about six months ago. Oh, sorry. I don't yeah, mean, no. I, I need to cut you off over here, but, yeah. but this is a very complicated. I don't really answer this because. Also, at the end of the day, though, this we just talked about the last weekend about I, I saw Top Gun, Maverick, and all stuff in the theater and stuff. It's a big blockbuster, blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, I could have just stayed home and just watched all the Stranger Things. You know how many shows I haven't watched that mm-hmm. I can stream at home now with my TV and stuff like that. That's a big, huge thing right now. You know, what I mean? I'm really getting more and more lazy to going out and watching movies. I still haven't Northman, Men. You know, all the things I just listed. That are right. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Jesus Christ. It's... Man absolutely has the most bonkers uh, last scene you'll ever see. <laughs> see, I should go out. I should make an effort. I should make an effort. But you know, I'm just, I'm just a man trying to watch 
Stranger Things and watch Severance on Apple. I said, I'm finished that. You know, I just, yeah. I don't Anyway, sorry. All right, so moving on to this article on GQ, I was written about six months ago. Um, it actually lists Martin Scorsese as "quote unquote" the godfather of anti-superhero movie sentiment. <laughs> wow. I mean, here's the thing: if Martin Scorsese is literally one of the probably top five greatest directors that ever lived, right? And right, I, right. I, I can't believe he's mostly known for this quote, these quotes, Marvel yeah. quotes now. You yeah, I mean? he's kind of ruining his legacy, I think, with, with his anti I, I, don't go, I wouldn't go that far. That's not going to be ridiculous. That's well, not, I that's mean, for the younger good. kids, for the younger kids, they're going to see him as yeah, that. The younger kids should go watch Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, right? Right, yeah. I, I don't disagree. Um, let's see, he goes, of course, he went here, I don't see them in superior movies. I tried, you know, but that's not cinema. <laughs> Now they're like mm-hmm. theme parks, essentially. What was that yeah. famous comment mm-hmm. that the quote he made, right? Yeah. So then you got other people, filmmakers like uh, Denis Villeneuve or Denis mm-hmm. from Dune. Um, he said, "Perhaps the problem is that we are in front of too many Marvel movies that are nothing more than a cut and paste of others. Perhaps these mm-hmm. types of movies have turned us into zombies a bit." Mm-hmm. Not very flattering. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu called mm-hmm. the superhero movies very. Very right wing, poison, cultural genocide. Interesting. That that might have gone, gone too far. Uh, yeah, that's a little much. Ridley uh, Scott. Yeah. Ridley Scott. House of Gucci flopped last year, blamed it on superhero movies. He goes here. Almost always the best films are driven by the characters, and we'll come to superheroes after this if you want, because I'll crush it. I'll effing crush it. They're effing yeah. boring as shit. Uh, Didn't he? His other famous quote recently is like, hey, I can't hire Muhammad, what's his name? To op- because he can't open a movie for me. You know what I mean? When it, cu- when it comes to yeah. the diversity hires in his actors. So that, that really Scott, right? All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. This guy. This guy making a comment? Yeah, uh, I don't need his I don't need his quote. Well, I mean, I you should hear it. Yeah. Uh, I, don't well, his, I know what it is. But yeah. When I see Marvel movies, my eyes glaze over. I watch yeah. them on the plane so I can fall asleep. Hey, some people kind of feel the same way about your movies, Roland Emmerich. <laughs> Sorry. Name, <laughs> name one of his last good movies. You know what I mean? Like, come on, man. This guy literally filmed, like, water freezing over and then people running away from it, right? It's that guy, right? Uh, Yeah. uh, Oscar-nominated director from last year, Jane Campion. Uh, She goes, I hate them. You know, they're so noisy and, like, ridiculous. Sometimes you get a good giggle, but I don't know what the thing is with the capes, a grown man in tights. I feel like it must come from pantomime. You know, pantomime. I I can't say for certain. I'm going to... This is wildly speculative. If anybody knows this is wrong, please let me know. But... I believe Jane Campion hasn't directed a movie in quite a few years. And I'm guessing the reason why his, her latest movie got greenlit is because off the back of uh, Bandit Cumberbatch's name. And how did Bandit Cumberbatch make his name? Sherlock. Besides Sherlock. Besides Sherlock. <laughs> but, yeah, that's but, but, but recently, what would you say was the reason why he's, he's able to get like a, a, an independent movie kind of greenlit? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right, yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bung Joon-ho. Yeah, uh, he goes here. I respect the creativity that goes into superhero films, but in real life and in movies, I can't stand people wearing tight fitting clothes. What is this complaint about tight fitting clothes? Uh, I'll never wear something like that. It's almost like a joke now. And just yeah, is that a joke? And just seeing some and just seeing someone in tight clothes is mentally difficult. I don't know where to look, and I feel suffocated. Most he's, super- he's, <laughs> he's, he's gotta be joking, laugh. right? He's having a laugh. Yeah, he's gotta be. I hope he's joking because you know, yeah. yeah. There are a couple of those I don't take very seriously. Bungie Ho is one of them. He's having a laugh, obviously. And actually, I don't take Martin Scorsese's thing is very serious in in in, in a way because he's very he oh, he's like there's like three or four people that know movies as much or more than Martin Scorsese. You know what I mean? He's one of the he knows the complete history of 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 cinema. He knows 
the backbone, the cinema, what we have today is based on blockbusters. He knows WD Griffin. You know, he he knows it's based on these big spectacle things. You know mm. what I mean? Uh, the the Ten Commandments and stuff. He he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just trying to get a little publicity. And there was a conspiracy thing where he, he the reason why he made these quotes is so he can get so he can have a meeting with Disney so he can so he can help restore some movies that are in their vault or something like that or Fox or something like that. So anyway, I, I don't think. Marcy got a lot of uh, attention for that quote, but he knows in, in his heart, whether he admits it or not, that he knows, like I said, the thing that we watch, the Marvel of it all, the DC movie of it all, it's based on, it's, 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 a, it's a continuation. That's the, a direct continuation of blockbusters that he saw as a little kid, that, that the blockbusters that came out in the 20s and 30s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's move over to uh, the, the other side of the equation here. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man himself. Mm-hmm. He said here, uh, you can ask Scorsese, would you want to make a Marvel movie? But he doesn't know what it's like because he's never made one. I've made Marvel movies and I've also made movies that have been in the conversation in the world of the Oscars. And the only difference really is one is much more expensive than the other. But the mm-hmm. way I break down the character, the way the director etches out the arc of the story and characters, it's all the same. Just done on a different scale. So I do yeah. think they are real art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree with that. Um, you also got here... Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, you know what it's going to say, but mm-hmm. when Samuel Jackson is here, he's like, uh, it's so easy for them to dismiss it only because people aren't going to see their movies. It's a little yes. bit more blood about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those are the movies that I went to see when I was a kid. And the artistry of making a movie is something that was a mystery for so long. Making movies is no longer a mystery. Everybody knows how to do it. Kids know mm-hmm. how to do it on their phone, so it's easy for them to dismiss it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's worked with Scorsese too. Absolutely. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen went, went in a different kind of uh, uh, angle with this. Yeah. She mm-hmm. goes here, uh, I'm not saying we're making indie art films, but I just think it takes away from our crew, which bugs me. Uh, these yeah. are some of the most amazing set designers, costume designers, camera mm-hmm. operators. I feel diminishing them with that kind of criticism takes away from all the people who do award-winning films that also mm-hmm. work on these projects. Very true. Very, mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. You know, because they apply what they learn from other movies into the superhero movies. So, uh, Karen Gillan, Karen Gillan defends the the superhero movies. Uh, I think she just simply says here, this kind. Uh, for me, I want to be in films for the fans of films. When I'm starring in a Marvel film, I want to please the fans, so they to see that they're enjoying mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it is really rewarding. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. And also, I want to mention also, I, I I just thought about this. Uh, when whenever Marvel hires a new director. That I never kind of heard of, or whatever, you know, you know what I mean. I go back and watch their movies before I watch whatever you know Marvel movie they do and stuff like that. It's because of that mentality I, that I saw. Check out what TD is, what we're doing, Shadows. You know what I mean? I saw John Watts. Did you ever see John Watts' first movie, Cop Car? Uh, no, like not yet. No, Tom yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's, it's a good movie and stuff. But, you, but you, so you know what I'm saying, right? And then it's like I saw Candyman because I knew the the lady was going to direct uh, what do you call it, Miss Mar- uh, the the Marvels or something. You know what I mean? And there's hundreds of examples like that. When whenever Marvel hires a movie, I go back and watch the the directors, the Indian directors, uh, first movies and stuff like that, the other filmography and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that's would I have done that without uh, them being hired by, by Marvel? I don't I don't know. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, this it's all from, cinema, is what I'm saying. This one is from uh, Nicolas Cage. You know, uh, I think that the movies that I make, like Pig or Joe, are not in any kind of conflict with Marvel movies. I mean, yeah. I don't think the Marvel movie had anything to do with the end of the Twinner. By Twinner, I mean the thirty to fifty dollar, fifty million dollar budget movie. I think movies are in good shape. If you look at Power of the Dog, 
or if you look at Spencer or any of the Megan Ellison movies, I think they're still Paul Thomas Anderson. So in his examples, he he he, he uh, pointed out two movies that went straight to streaming, and then PTA. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure if all his quote is defendable. Yeah. Least, yeah. Speaking of PTA, <laughs> oh, go on. I, I've I've seen a couple of uh, Nicholas Cage's uh, interviews that's leading up to his uh, his recent movie. He's he's a little bit out of it, you know. What I mean, he's he's a little, he's a little bit out there, you know. What I mean, he's a little eccentric. I don't know. He has all his facts straight, you know. What I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, PTA PTA actually did have a, a say about the Super Mario movies. Uh, it seems to be something that's popular these days to sort of wonder if they've ruined movies and all this kind of stuff. I just don't feel that way. I mean, look, we're all nervous about people getting back to the theater, but you know what's going to get them back in movie theaters? Spider-Man. So let's be happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very practical way of looking at things. I, I will say this, though. One of the most satisfying things that happened recently is, is that people every time a blockbuster comes out, they make fun of Christopher Nolan for thinking that Tenet was going to save cinema. Oh, you know right, I mean? right, right. That's very enjoyable. You know I mean? <laughs> Tenet is going to save cinema, but really, at the end of the day, uh, it's uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, really. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, what do you uh, George Miller, uh, Mad Max Fury Road, uh, Fury Road guy. Yes. Uh, they endure and have resisted anyway. The only thing you'll be sure of is that they will change. They will transform it to something else. Marvel and the DC yeah. Universe are basically holdovers from Greek, Norse, and Roman mythology. There is a direct equivalence between each of these characters. We are going through an era where I think we are expressing these stories through moving image storytelling. They are echoes of the mm-hmm. past but they are adjusted so that they have meaning for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very true. Yeah. And also going back to the whole history of cinema of it all, and Scorsese knows this, back in the day, they did, they did nothing but Western. You know, Westerns mm-hmm. dominated. You know, every every movie that came out, Westerns, Westerns, Westerns. Then it became gangster movies. You know what I mean? In the 80s, it was like romantic comedies and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's, just, it's just a phase. It's, just, it's lasting a, lot, a very long time. It's like 14 years of, I mean, no, it hasn't even been, that long for Marvel. I would say they've dominated maybe the last eight years, nine years. Uh, Iron Man came out earlier than that, but I wouldn't say dominated until the last ten years. But it started know. dominating since Avengers, which is which was like ten years. I would before. say so. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Avengers, uh, Stella Skarsgård. He goes, I've got nothing against superhero movies. I've been in a couple and they definitely have a place. The problem is that the system that allows eight people to own half of the wealth in the world enhances the power of the market forces. So small and independent yeah. cinemas mm-hmm. rarely exist anymore outside of a few big cities. There's no distribution channels for all the mid-budget yeah. films that have the best actors, the best writing, because they can't throw up $3 million for a marketing campaign. When cinemas let them in, they do so for one week. And if it doesn't pay off in a week, they're gone. Very true. Yeah. This is a this is a quote that went that went around a lot a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. He said that a few years ago, actually, before the pandemic. But it's yeah. still true today. Yeah, it's very true today. Yeah, I mean, this is what like this is what I was saying earlier. Like, like people can't complain that there's something about superhero movies when you don't support the the non superhero movies. You gotta support them. Uh, and I think the last quote I'm going to mention, no, not the last quote, still got a few more. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke was the most recent one that a lot of people were talking about. Uh, Ethan mm-hmm. Hawke yeah, said. I thought- yeah, I saw this viral clip, yeah. Yeah, he goes here, I love superhero movies. I love art house movies. I don't think there's a difference between high art and low art. These are mm-hmm. movies that people put their hearts into, and there are movies that people try to cash in on. And the ones that I like are the ones that people put their hearts into. And you feel that in a superhero movie, or you can't feel that in it in an art house movie. Of all the uh, of all the quotes you've said from supporters and naysayers, this is the one that's truest to my heart. That's mm-hmm. one that speaks to me the most. To me, there is no difference between high art and low art. And it's just art. You know what I mean? There are art that uh, that are independent movies that also 
have these tropes that can also be sort of manipulative and poorly made and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I've seen independent movies uh, like Crash won the Oscar. And it's I find it very manipulative. You know what I mean? Green Book. You know what I mean? what is the Green Book? Yeah, that you know what I mean. There yeah. are you know what I mean. So yeah, that is all, so yeah, yeah. And uh, I should probably quote here from Kevin Feige, the guy behind MCU. Uh, he goes here, making a commercial film that can say something and mean something to a lot of different types of people around the, glo- the globe is extremely difficult to do. And I think is dismiss, dismiss uh, different, uh, no, I'm sorry, I think is dismissed often as easy. Uh, well, you have a superhero in it, and that's a cheat code to success. It's not. Putting on a costume is not the secret. The secret is having artists, storytellers, and craftsmen that can bring an audience on a journey. Yeah, and like that's, that's no different than what Ethan Hawke mentioned as well. I mean, if you put your heart mm-hmm. into the movie, uh, people are going to respond. Yeah, and if it was easy to do, everybody would be doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then one of my, one of my favorite uh, quotes comes from uh, Kevin Smith, and this was mentioned years ago. But I'm, I think you yeah. know what I'm what, what I'm going to say here. Um, Kevin Smith here goes like, uh, "Where's that? For my money, I think Martin Scorsese made the biggest superhero movie ever, which was the oh, last, geez. which was the last Temptation yeah. of Christ." Yeah. Don't get much bigger of a superhero than Jesus. He beats yeah. Superman and Iron Man every time. So maybe Martin is bending on that territory. Yeah. <laughs> but the, 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 uh, the personal uh, answer to this was uh, from Kevin Smith was, my feeling is Scorsese never sat in a movie theater with his dad and watched the movies of Steven Spielberg in the early 80s or George, or George mm-hmm. Lucas in the late 70s. He didn't mm-hmm. feel that sense of magic and wonder. And mm-hmm. that's why he kinda, I guess that's why he can't attach himself to these superhero movies. I thought he did. Ah, oh, damn. I read some biography. Uh, when I was in uh, UCLA, I, I took a film class. I think I read some Scorsese books. I I know he consumed film a lot in right. a New York neighborhood and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I think he's right. It, it's not associated with his pop. You know what I mean? It would be like him by himself sneaking into theater, I think. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not. But at the same time, I know 100% sure Scorsese went there and saw the blockbusters of its day. You know well, I mean? so the, musicals, why, the musicals were the blockbusters of his day. It's crazy. But not, not just that, but the, the old-timey serials, you know what I mean? The, those oh, the, yeah, those B movies, you know what I mean? I'm sure he saw those. He knows. He has, a, he has an encyclopedia like knowledge. Like I said, there's like only four or five people in the world that knows as much as him about uh, him as movies. Like all types of movies. What Ethan Hawke talked about, low art, high art, everything Scorsese has in his mind and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just I just don't take what Scorsese says as face value. I think he's he he's doing something else. You know, he has, he's pl- he's playing a long game or a long con or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway. there you go. Those are all the, those are the, old... the other the, yeah, the other f- filmings I sort of can't defend because I think they generally come from a place of of uh, what do you call it of uh, frustration, I guess. You know what I mean? But I don't think Scorsese is. Well, that depends. I mean, somebody some other uh, journalist is going to have to ask him the same question again and see what happens. Yeah. Well, that's a, actually that's been the diff, that's been the biggest kind of curse or ongoing thing. But that's Scorsese uh, quote: like every filmmaker, whether you know they have to be asked about the, the marvel of it all, the yeah. industry. So that's that's a bit of a headache. It is. It is a big headache. All right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, so the lesson here is: uh, watch all movies you can, uh, yeah. whether it's superhero or not. Yeah. Watch Give them all. A chance. It's, yeah. It's all just story, just character. You know, it's all it is. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-A-G-L-O-U. 
Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whowhatwhere.com as well as the show notes. Uh, before we go, let's give our four listeners some recommendations for this week. Yeah. Jamie. I'll recommend, I'll recommend, I'll recommend, speaking of variety and things that are, you know, you know Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I saw it. I'm a little yeah. behind on it. Came out a few weeks ago, but Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Yep. Big thumbs up. It has a lot of things to say. It's this generation's uh, uh, Who Frames Roger Rabbit. Yep. But it has a lot of things to say about IP, the life, uh, the birth, and the, the recycling, the renewal of IPs and all that stuff. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. It's good stuff. I like it a lot. Big thumbs up. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Uh, I'll be surprised yeah. if it doesn't hit my uh, top five of the year. Yeah, um, going into it, I thought because I saw the trailer, I thought, like, how are they gonna? This is just me because I'm a Rescue Rangers fan from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, how they explain John Mulaney's voice and yeah. uh, what you call it? Uh, what's his name? Oh, shit, Adam, Adam Sandberg. Adam, Adam Sandberg's voice, Sandberg, because he's using a yeah, natural Sandberg. voice yeah. versus the Chippendale voices from back in the day. It's like, oh, they explained it. It's perfect. It's, it's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and and for the, and for the the purists Shh. out there, they actually did get Corey Burton and um, wow, I forgot her name. Yeah, to to revoice Chip and Dale when they were doing the chipmunk voice as well. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing the only from the I saw I saw a breakdown video afterwards, but the only one that the that didn't come back was the guy who did Montgomery Jack. I didn't know, I didn't see a reason why, but he's the only one that didn't come back. Oh really? Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. It's because it's Eric Eric Banner. Oh yeah, it is Eric Banner. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Eric Banner. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, big thumbs up and some of that. It's it's really well, it's really well done. Really. Oh, well written, a lot clever, very smart, and you know, it's a, it's 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 not like super edgy. It's not like South Park, but it's edgier than I thought a Disney mm. Plus show would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, you know what I mean. I, I question like whether I would show this to kids, you know, because there's some yeah. jokes that are oh. like, you know, I mean, the first couple of the first minute I believe had a Chippendales joke. Yeah, right. A kid and would not cr- know what a Chippendales what Chippendales are. And they kind of reference it later on, like actual. He's actually has some sort of play or live performance of Chippendale dancers. It's actually in that. Yeah, you know what I mean. They, and they, also, they also imply like uh, drug and addiction with yes. <laughs> Montgomery Jack's character. He's, so it's he's like the cheese. Montre- yeah, yeah, Montre Jack. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's that. And it's also a very Los Angeles, very noir, Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, c- yeah, city of broken dreams story. You know, Hollywood b- broken dream story. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's that's very outrageous and stuff like. That. Yeah, yeah. and for people, and, and for people like us who live in the area, like there are like 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 yeah. you recognize that street. Oh, I know yeah. that place. Oh, I know that place. So there's half of the movie. Yeah. Half of the movie's just be going, hey, I know that street. Yeah. Oh, and the, and the actress voice actress name is uh, Tress McNeil. So she mm-hmm. also plays Gadget, and she also voices yes. uh, Chip, I believe. Right, and then Dale is Corey Burton, who also voiced uh, Zipper. Zipper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, I'm not gonna I say Bruce Spears. I saw a break of it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, fantastic movie. Uh, it's the one. It's one of the few movies where I watched it and then I watched it again right away. You know? What a nerd! I had I had so nerd. much fun watching this movie, and I'm not gonna spoil the character. And there's a one character, kind of color blue, that is like like. Unbelievable that, that they have that character in the movie. So, yeah. Which one is it? The, one that's, the one that's blue. Really? Oh, the, one, the one in the convention. I'm oh, not, right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That character. That was that was spoiled uh, Twitter. That literally the next morning after premiere, it's, it got spoiled on Twitter. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy that I wasn't spoiled by any of that. So so. Yeah. yeah. Also very very inside baseball too. You know what I mean? Very very inside baseball. Yeah. Very very inside baseball jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. That that very inside baseball. The whole convention of it all, like uh, uh, you know, like a like a life after your your. Uh, a big hit, you know. I mean, you hit the yeah. convention circuit. All that very inside baseball. Speaking you know of the, I mean? speaking of the fan con they have in the movie, 
they only were able to use the LA Convention Center hallways for their convention. For I thought that was is that the Anaheim Convention? Center? No, no, that's LA Convention Center. Is it really? Oh, yeah, okay. it's the hallway section of the of the LA Convention Center. Like is it they, really? Oh. They weren't allowed to get inside the actual convention. It was like the oh. hallway section. They get the front part where the stairs is at. Interesting. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. that's that's kind of where they filmed it because I was like, hey, that's the LA Convention Center. Yeah. So, so unless it was on, no, I'm pretty sure it was LA Convention Center. Anyways, uh, my recommendation, really quick, it's once again, uh, Wordle is the the puzzle of the year, uh, and I got another Wordle Wordle uh, recommendation. It's a thing called Custom Wordle. So if you want to send mm-hmm. your friends a custom Wordle using your own five letter word, um, there is a way for that. The link is in the show <laughs> notes. You can make your own word. And send it to your friend, and then you can try to figure it out. Yeah, so an uh, easy one that you can do is hello, H E L L O. I've done that multiple times with custom Wordle just to say hello to somebody in a very obnoxious way. So, so yeah, like, yeah, they have to figure out the hello. Okay, anyways, custom word. All right, this was episode 568 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Benefit. And see you.